0: welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we're breaking down week 15 of the NFL season with an episode that we call Buy or Sell. Basically, this is an all-encompassing preview, whether you are playing season-long fantasy, whether you are playing DFS, or whether you are playing um, player props on, say, like Underdog or Prize Picks. This is a preview that will have you cover for all three of those games. We're going to talk about players that we think are going to overperform their expectations that are going to be on my buy list, meaning you should start them in season-long, roll them out in DFS, and take the overs in the props market, and players that I think are going to underperform their expectations that are going to make my sell list meaning you should try to keep them on the bench in season long don't play them in dfs and then take the unders in the props market now week 15 is also a very interesting week in terms of where it's at on the schedule because if you are playing season-long fantasy this is your playoffs most likely so whether you're playing you know the first round the playoffs or you know maybe you have a first round buy, um you know whatever the situation may be which first off Bye weeks should not happen in fantasy football. Make your playoffs something that, you know, you do not have a buy because it really is kind of lame to have a team that has a first-round buy and you get to watch your team go off and there's nobody to beat. So eliminate first-round buys in fantasy playoffs, in my opinion. Um, but if you're in the playoffs, you've got to make sure you get your lineup decisions right. And... If you are playing best ball fancy football, this is the playoffs weeks in best ball. If you're in any best ball tournaments, so um, you know, this could be a very big make or break week for a lot of people financially, playing a lot of different fantasy games for the NFL. So we are going to kind of have you guys covered here with a lot of different types of information, a lot of different stats that are gonna help you kind of sway you one way or another in terms of guys that you need to be starting or sitting for week 15. Now, we're also gonna do this episode a little bit differently because of, like I said, week 15 is an interesting juxtaposition on the schedule. We've got three Saturday games this week and I kind of like the idea of Saturday NFL football. So, you know, there's going to be bowl games on, college basketball on, you know, um, NFL on. So it's just going to be a great Saturday of sports. And I'm really looking forward to it. So what we're going to do is we are going to break down the Saturday slate first and talk about a player at each position that I like on Saturday. Um, again, you can use that information for season long DFS or player props, but you know, there is a big time DFS slate on Saturday. So if you're playing DFS, you're going to want that information for DFS. And then we are going to break down and then give our full buyer sell list for each position for the Sunday slate after that. Now, while you're here, make sure you subscribe to the audio feed. This is an audio only episode. And while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We just crossed 250 subscribers, nearing 300, Um, which is our next milestone. So help me out. Go hit that subscribe button on YouTube as well as subscribing to the audio feed. If you subscribe, you'll notify when all of our episodes drop, like the rest of our content for the rest of the NFL season, all of our content through the rest of college football bowl season, and then college basketball season as well. And we will be back with golf content at the start of the new year. So make sure you subscribe and you'll get all those notifications when we have our new episodes. All right, that does it for the introduction, y'all, which was quite a lengthy introduction. So let's go ahead and dive into this Saturday slate with all the players that I like on Saturday. Saturday. All right, so we've got three games on the Saturday slate, which means we've got six quarterbacks in action on Saturday. And my favorite of all six of those quarterbacks is going to be Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos. Say it with me one time, Broncos country, less ride. You know I gotta say that whenever I like Russell Wilson, right? So Russell Wilson is my favorite quarterback on the Saturday slate. Let's talk about why. So first off, the game environment in the Detroit-Denver game is by far the best of the Saturday slate. Both of these teams rank in the top half of the league in terms of neutral tempo, and the game total is the highest of the Saturday slate. Vegas has it set 47 and a half, which is pretty high for an NFL game in general. But you know, when you only have a three-game slate and one of them's that high, you really gotta kind of look to feature that game if you're playing DFS lineups or if if you're just looking for a game to feed your players from, right? Now, Russ's fantasy outputs this season have been really been at their best in games that have been shootouts. So, you know, with this game projecting to be a shootout, you know, that's what Russ does his best work in. And in every game where the opposition has scored 22 points or more, Russell Wilson has scored at least 18 fantasy points in every single one of those games. He has also given a really solid floor here late in the season. He has not scored under 14 fantasy points in a game since week eight. So you're getting a quarterback that has a very high floor is in a game environment that can go off and has been at his best in game environments that go off this Broncos offense they kind of match the aggression of their opponent and so if Detroit is able to put up points you know which they do quite a lot at home um, then Denver is probably going to be aggressive back as well and I think this could be probably your shootout game of the day between Denver and Detroit at the running back position, my favorite of all the running backs in action are or is Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals. So Joe Mixon has kind of seen a late season resurgence since Jake Browning has gotten under center, his workload has been incredible. He's been averaging over 25 fantasy points per game in the last two games which were both Jake Browning starts. And Minnesota is a team that kind of lends itself to big performances from receiving running backs. Minnesota is the most boots happy team in the NFL, which leads to a higher target share for the running back position than most teams and so with, um, you know, seeing his rushing workload upped and potentially seeing his passing game workload up, I think Joe Mixon is an absolute smash buy against the Minnesota Vikings on Saturday. At the wide receiver position, my favorite is going to be Michael Pittman Jr. And look, this is just a raw workload play. Michael Pittman Jr is getting the ball thrown his way quite a lot. He is getting fed. He's had 11 targets or more in four straight games, and he's had 19 PPR points in the last three games. And so you're seeing a guy that pretty much with just as much as he's getting thrown the football, I know the matchup isn't great against Pittsburgh. I know the game total isn't great. The game environment isn't great. But if you're telling me that there's going to be a guy who's going to get 11 targets and there's only three games going on, he's probably going to be the guy that you're going to want to have in your lineups. And so Michael Pittman Jr. is the receiver that I like the most for the Saturday slate. At tight end, TJ Hawkinson is a guy that I like quite a bit. So TJ Hawkinson, no matter who has been throwing him the football this season, has been pretty doggone successful. I thought Josh Dobbs being their quarterback for the remainder of the season was going to be a really big turning point for TJ Hawkinson and give him a really positive outlook for the rest of the season. But now Josh Dobbs has been benched. But the good news is he was benched for Nick Mullins. In fact, in the last game, which was split between Dobbs and Mullins, TJ Hawkinson saw eight total targets in that game. And I think that's pretty indicative of things to come. Nick Mullins is a guy who historically has a really high rate of targeting the tight end position from his time in San Francisco, which makes sense because he was thrown to George Kittle when he was the backup in San Francisco. So if you got a guy who historically targets tight ends a lot, you got a tight end who historically earns a lot of targets. And oh, by the way, the Cincinnati Bengals currently ranked 32nd in the league at the defending the tight end position. So you've got a guy who earns a lot of targets, a guy who throws a lot of targets to his position, and a great matchup for that position. Check, check, check. TJ Hawkinson checks all the boxes. He is my favorite tight end for the Saturday slate. All right, that does it for the quick rundown of the Saturday slate. So we're going to go ahead and dive into our full breakdown of week 15, position by position, starting with the quarterback position. Mm Now, before we start talking about these Sunday signal callers, I do want to mention there is a way that you can get more information from me. So if you want more from me, first off, you can follow me on X at Mike's Money Picks. I will gladly answer any start sick questions you may have, as well as tweet out any updates for the podcast or if there's any injury updates that change my opinion on players, I generally do tweet it out there as well. So you can give me that follow on X and um, like I said, anything you need there, I will be more than happy to help. Secondly, I do write up full articles for every DFS slate, which includes this. Saturday slate that we just talked about. So um, if you want to read my full slate articles for every college football, college basketball, and NFL DFS slate, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com Mike's Money Picks. I profile my core plays as well as kind of my attack strategy and how I'm building lineups for each individual slate. I'm not going to sit here and guarantee that you're going to win thousands of dollars just from reading those articles, but I can guarantee that you're going to get some sound information and some good logic and stuff to think about as you sit down and build your own lineups. Lastly, I'm also in the Fancy Corner Discord. Link is in the description to the podcast um the Fancy corner discord we've got players of all levels of dfs there and we play all kinds of sports in there as well so whatever your sport is nfl college football college basketball we've got you covered and there's just a lot of good discussion a lot of good bouncing ideas off each other in there and then it's always fun to sweat it out and watch the games and you know kind of talk about it together and so it's just a lot of fun if you're looking for more people to talk about dfs with it is definitely more of a dfs oriented space but if you're looking for people to talk about dfs with the Fancy corner discord is the place to go All right, so let's go ahead and break down the quarterbacks. So at the quarterback position, the first quarterback on my buy list for week 15 is going to be Matthew Stafford of the Los Angeles Rams. Don't look now, but Stafford is starting to look like vintage Matthew Stafford. He's had three straight games of over 23 fantasy points and the matchup against Washington is just superb. The Rams are implied for 28 points in this game according to Vegas against the commander's defense and Washington has been pretty much just a sieve to quarterbacks all year long. They currently rank 31st in fantasy overall against the quarterback position so it literally does not get much better as a matchup for an opposing quarterback. In the last five games the Washington defense has given up the third most yards per attempt to quarterbacks and the third most passing yards per game to quarterbacks so this is just a great matchup all around to a guy who is getting hot at the right time it it just seems like a perfect spot for Matthew Stafford here in week 15. Now if you're playing DFS you always want to stack your quarterbacks with a wide receiver right so The guys that I would stack Stafford with, look, this week, I think it's pick your poison. I think you can go with either Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua. Take your pick. One of them is due to go off. Which one? I don't really know because they kind of seem to alternate weeks. Last week was a cup week. The week before was a puka week. So that would seem to indicate that this week was going to be a puka week. But I'll be honest, I really don't know. But what I do know is that one of them is going to go off. Perimeter wide receivers have absolutely torched this commander's defense dating all the way back to week three. If you exclude the New York Giants and New England Patriots games that the commanders played, because let's be honest, they really don't have a daunting perimeter wide receiver on either of those teams. So if you exclude those two games, dating back to week three, one perimeter wide receiver against the Washington secondary has either gone for 100 yards or scored a touchdown and one perimeter receiver at least one sometimes two has scored 18 fantasy points in that process so dating back to week three a perimeter wide receiver has scored 18 fantasy points against Washington if you exclude the New England and the Giants games to me that just seems like we're set up for one of these guys to go off and in a week where you know everybody's in the fantasy playoffs everybody's in the best ball playoffs one of these guys could have the performance of the day that wins or loses people a lot of money or you know a lot of bragging rights and smack talk and season-long fantasy leaks The second quarterback on the buy list is going to be Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers. Look, Love put up a stinker Monday night, but prior to that, he had three straight games of 23 fantasy points or more. I am willing to chalk that up to just one bad week against a defense in the Giants that you don't really see a defense very similar to them over the course of the season. Wink Martindale plays a lot of man coverage. Wink Martindale also blitzes at quite a high rate, and it's just not a scheme that you're very used to seeing week in and week out. And for a young, inexperienced signal caller, I can understand Jordan Love having difficulty against that. It also seemed like um, you know, the health of the Green Bay wide receivers also might have affected that a little bit. If he had Christian Watson, you know, one more weapon to go downfield with, could that game have looked a little bit different? If he had Aaron Jones in the backfield, could that game have looked a little bit different? So I'm just willing to chalk that one up to just one bad week. And Tampa is not the matchup that the Giants are to opposing quarterbacks. So Tampa has been really bad at defending quarterbacks in fantasy. But believe it or not, I don't think they're a bad secondary. I don't think they're a bad passing defense, but they tend to see a lot of passing volume because. because Because they're so good against the run and they usually end up in these games that just turn into shootouts that they end up seeing a lot of pass attempts against them, which leads to more fantasy points against them. So I think Jordan Love is going to fall into that boat because... When you look at what the Packers have been doing, you know, they're probably going to be without their top two running backs on Sunday. Um, You know, they might get Aaron Jones back. A.J. Dillon might play. I don't know. But if they're down their first two running backs, that's going to mean a lot of passing volume for Jordan Love, which will give an opportunity to attack this Tampa Bay secondary. In fact, in their last six games, because of the amount of volume that they've seen, Tampa has given up the most passing yards per game in the entire NFL. So I think Jordan Love can continue to add on to that. And if you are stacking it, Jordan Love in DFS. If you're looking for a wide receiver to pair him with, I think this one's pretty obvious. You got to go with Jaden Reed, the rookie out of Michigan State. He is the guy that I want if he plays. He has very quietly been a top 15 wide receiver over the last month of the season, and he is getting designed. Touches. What I mean by that is they're getting him the ball on screens, jet sweeps, rushing attempts from the backfield. Like they're designing plays to get the ball into his hands because he is explosive. And they especially look to do this in the red zone. And he scored a rushing touchdown off of it on Monday night. In fact, last week, if you look at his total workload, Jaden Reed had 10 targets as well as four rushing attempts. So that's an opportunities, well, 14 opportunities for the ball to be in his hands, which is quite a lot at the wide receiver position. And he is really cheap in DFS for a guy who might be touching the ball 14 times at the wide receiver position. So Jaden Reed is my stacking partner for Jordan Love. Now, if you are desperate, so meaning if you need a spot starter in a season-long fantasy league, or if you need a value play in DFS, then look no further than Will Levis. Um, I think this matchup against the Texans is actually sneaky good. Zach Wilson just threw for over 300 yards against this Texans defense, and Will Levis just threw for over 300 yards against the Dolphins defense. So, who's to say Will Levis can't go out there, you know, as a better quarterback than Zach Wilson and go throw for 300 yards again against the Texans defense? I think it's a very real possibility. I like it more if CJ Stroud plays because I think that will allow this game to kind of push a little bit and, you know, see both teams have a little bit of success on the offensive side of the football. Um, but I do think Will Levis is a guy that you can probably find off the waiver wire who can be a spot starter for you. Maybe you had a Justin Herbert injury. Maybe you're still trying to find a replacement for Joe Burrow. Whatever the case may be, Will Levis would be a guy that I would look for. In one of my season-long fantasy leagues, I'm actually in a 16-team league, and I made the playoffs as the number three overall seed, but Justin Herbert was my only quarterback. I traded my backup, Jared Goff, to get more depth at the running back position, which I do not regret at all because I probably wouldn't be in the playoffs if I didn't acquire another running back. But, you know, it kind of put me in a situation where I had to acquire a quarterback. So, Will Levis off the waiver wire is the guy that I'm going with, and I'm still feeling pretty good about that. Like, I I definitely think there's worse options out there this week than Will Levis. Now, on the sell list, I've only got one for you this week, and that is Tua Tagovailoa of the Miami Dolphins. Look, I just think that... I'm very much concerned about Tua's offensive line. He, he's in a little bit of a slump here late in the season. He only had 10 fancy points against Tennessee last week. He only had 10 fancy points the last time he played against this Jets defense. And this offensive line is starting to fall apart. And if you look at what has made Tua so great early in the season, it was because he was throwing from a clean pocket and he was getting rid of the football fast. What teams are doing now, especially, you know, when Tyree Hill was out of the game against Tennessee, is they're getting up and getting physical with these wide receivers, not letting them get clean releases off the line. And they are Um, getting pressure to the quarterback, you know, because of all the injuries to this offensive line. They're not the same as they were at the start of the season, giving him a clean pocket to throw from. So I'm really concerned about this going forward for Tua. And I think the Jets defense is a bad matchup for him. Like I said, you know, he just had 10 fantasy points against the Jets and that was on 30 passing attempts, which is right about average with what he's seen in terms of attempts since their bye week. So with the offensive line, certainly not getting better and there being no reason to expect more passing volume. I just don't really see why you could expect Tua to have a big game against this defense when he did not the last time he played them. All right, that does it for the quarterback positions. So let's take a quick breather and then let's talk about the running backs. before we start talking about the running backs, I do want to mention if you were looking to try something new here near the end of football season, you know, maybe your season's over in season-long fantasy and you want to try DFS or you want to try player props or something of that nature, head on over to signupexpert.com slash Mike's Picks. What they do at Sign up Expert is they find the best offers and promo codes for new users and they bring it all in one place and they'll even sync it to your location. So that way, if you sign up for anything new, you're going to be automatically getting the best offer and promo code that is available to you. So um, if you're looking to try something new, signupexpert.com slash Mike's Picks. And if you use my links, it also shows me a little bit of support as well. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about the running backs. So I try not to be super obvious here on buy or sell, right? Because to me, there's in running back this week that is just in the obvious smash spot of all obvious smash spots. And that's Christian McCaffrey. Uh, You know, he's taking on the Cardinals who's 31st against running back and the 49ers offense is implied 30 points in that game. So, you know, if the 49ers are going to score four touchdowns, odds are McCaffrey is going to get one, maybe two, or maybe even three of them. And last week, he would have easily had 25 fancy points if he didn't get a touchdown vultured from him early in the first quarter so um Christian McCaffrey obvious play this week if you have him in any format roll him out now the first running back officially on the buy list because I'm trying not to be too obvious is Derrick Henry y'all it is officially DeHember historically Derrick Henry has done all of his best work late in the season I don't know why but it's just it is what it is and he always tears it up late in the season and so we're calling it D. Hember, and it's starting to heat up already He's had at least 18 fantasy points in three straight games and he historically owns the houston texans with the texans being a divisional opponent he pretty much tears them up twice a year in his last five games against houston he said over 200 total yards in four of those five games he has scored a touchdown in all five of those games and he's had at least 18 fantasy points in all five of those games peaking with over 40 fantasy points against the Texans. So um just an absolute smash pot for Derrick Henry. Um, just all historical trends point to Derrick Henry having a big game against the Houston Texans this Sunday. The second running back on the buy list is going to be B. John Robinson of the Atlanta Falcons. So B. John Robinson, way back in week one, had twenty point three fantasy points against this Carolina Panthers run defense. And that was before his head coach knew how to use him. It's been a big story all season long how Arthur Smith kind of refuses to get his generational talents involved in his offense, well, he's kind of figured it out now because B. John Robinson is trending upward. Drake London is trending upward, and Kyle Pitts is also trending upward, but against the Carolina Panthers, the one I want is B. John Robinson, and so let's talk about his usage lately and how that applies to this matchup specifically. So in his last three games, B. John Robinson is averaging over 15 carries and five targets in those three games, which is a pretty solid workload. He's averaged over a 75% snap share in all three of those games as well. So you're looking at a guy that is now a full-time player, you know, he's not really a part of a committee anymore. And over the course of the full season, he now ranks eighth in weighted opportunities among all running backs. So he's not a guy that, you know, we, we've we been complaining all season about, you know, his workload, you know, how he needs to be used more. Well, now he's in a pretty solid spot, all things considered, sitting there eighth in total weighted opportunities. And the matchup against Carolina is great. We've talked about all season long how Carolina is a run funnel. Teams have a high rush rate over expectation against Carolina. Rashad White was on the buy list last week largely because he was playing Carolina put up 24 fantasy points Carolina currently is 29th overall against running backs um and I just can't say enough about how this is a great matchup and also for whatever reason the Falcons play calling tends to skew more run heavy when they are away from home so with this being a road game in Carolina if the Falcons go more run heavy it's going to be Bijan on the field and he's going to be having success against this Carolina Panthers defense Bijan currently ranks seventh in the league and missed tackled forced for attempt so he's just a very efficient player and who's now getting a big-time workload. Cannot stress enough how much I'd like Bijan John Robinson this week. Now, if you are desperate, the running back on the other side of this game is an intriguing play, Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard is no longer in a committee with Miles Sanders. This backload has solely been his in the last month of the season. He's had 11 fantasy points or more in each of his last three games, and he's seen 48 total carries in his last two games, which is top five in the league over that span. And against Atlanta, they're not exactly a bad rushing defense, but they're not a good one either. The first time these two teams played, Hubbard was very much in like a 60-40 timeshare, and he was the 40 um, with Miles Sanders. And he averaged over five yards per carry against Atlanta in the first game they played in week one. So um, Hubbard has had success against this Atlanta defense. The Carolina Panthers rushing offense has had success against this Panthers defense. Deontay Foreman went off for over 35 fancy points last year in a game against Atlanta. So um, I really think that they're going to lean on the ground game. They've had a huge rush rate over expectation for their offense the last two weeks just with um you know Bryce Young not looking great and and all the turmoil in Carolina that they've kind of just said hey we're just going to hand the ball off and see what we can do from there Um, and Chuba Hubbard's been the one that they've been handing it off to. so I really think that when you look at the total workload plus the you know the decent matchup against Atlanta Chuba Hubbard is in a great spot he can probably be found on the waiver wire in season-long leagues and he's a great value in DFS Next up, um, we've got two more that I do want to mention, kind of conditionally. So fantasy playoffs, if you're in season long, it's a great time to work the waiver wire, right? So right now, Isaiah Pacheco is very questionable to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the guy I would want if Pacheco sits is going to be Jarek McKinnon. So Jarek McKinnon is the guy on the field in passing downs for the Kansas City Chiefs when Pacheco is out. Um, and I think that makes him much more of an appealing option than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And we saw last year, that around this time of year, you know, Jarek McKinnon was winning people leagues with over 30 fantasy point performances. And so I kind of think McKinnon had that same upside. In a week where everybody is kind of coming after the Chiefs' skill position players, specifically their wide receivers and how bad they are, why not scheme up a few plays to get the ball in Jarek's hands because you've seen him do it before and you know he can do it. I think this is a pretty good spot for Jarek McKinnon on the condition that Isaiah Pacheco is out. Now, also conditionally, if Ramondre Stevenson is out for New England, I think Ezekiel Elliott becomes almost a must start. This team is almost out of wide receivers right now. Like they were rolling out Malik Cunningham, who is a quarterback in college at wide receiver. And I do not think he's listed as a wide receiver on the depth chart. Even um, they've pretty much just ran out of wide receivers. And even if they do get healthier this week, it's not like those wide receivers have been very good. This team has featured the running back in the passing game quite a lot this season. And if Zeke is getting a, you know, 80 to 90% snap share with no Ramondre, he's a guy that you got to play. Because, I mean, it's not like Kansas City is a bad run defense, but that workload for Zeke is just going to be incredible. And if Ramondre Stevenson is out, Ezekiel, it needs to be in your lineups. Now, we do have one sell at the running back position, and that is going to be Brian Robinson Jr. of the Washington Commanders. First off, he's banged up, and he might not even play in this game. But second off, he's historically better in wins. We've talked about this split before. They are not favored to win this game against the Rams, who are one of the hotter offenses in the league right now. And Brian Robinson Jr. has kind of been a feast or famine guy. This season, He scored over a third of his total points for the season in two games. He's really been a dud more often than he hasn't, which is amazing considering he still ranks as the top 15 running back in fantasy football so Brian Robinson is a guy that is on my sell list for this week I would look for other options if you can find them all right that does it for the running back position so let's take a quick breather and then end it with a combined pass catching segment talking about wide receivers and tight ends <laughs> quick reminder before we wrap this thing up if you like what you are hearing please subscribe to the podcast feed and also go on youtube and subscribe to the podcast as well we're closing in on 300 subscribers and i really want to hit that milestone so every little bit helps um and if you subscribe to both the audio feed and the youtube feed you will never miss an episode because there are some episodes that will be audio only as well as some that are available on both audio and video all right so let's go ahead and talk about the wide receiver position so at the wide receiver position the first wide receiver on my buy list is going to be dj Moore of the chicago bears and The matchup against Cleveland will scare some people. Yes, it's a tough matchup, but I'll be honest, I don't really care when it comes to D.J. Moore right now who the matchup is. I am so confident in the volume that he's going to get and in how he's performed recently that I just think D.J. Moore is a guy that you got to have in your lineups, and he's a guy that I'm willing to play in DFS, and I'm hoping that the ownership is low because people will stay away from the, the Cleveland Browns matchup. So in the last five games that Justin Fields has started and finished, D.J. Moore has finished as a weekly top 10 wide receiver. In fact, he scored at least 22 DraftKings points in each of those games. Remember, on DraftKings, you get the three-point bonus for 100 yards receiving so I mean, in PPR leagues, that's at least 19 fantasy points in all those games. And he's averaging over 30 DraftKings points in those games with the ceiling performance of 50 against the Washington Commanders. So DJ Moore just in a great spot. When Moore and Fields have been out there on the field together, they have been absolutely electric. This offense is starting to actually look pretty innovative and creative as well with Justin Fields under center. So I just have a lot of confidence in Fields getting the ball to DJ Moore, even with the matchup being tough with the Browns. I think Moore is going to see the ball plenty of times to – able himself to give a good fantasy point total for week 15. Now, the second wide receiver on the buy list is going to be Rasheed Rice, and I think he's in a beautiful get-right spot against New England. Like, this Chiefs offense really needs a get-right game, right? Like, with all the frustration that happened against Buffalo, all the bungling errors by the wide receivers, they just need a game where they can just go out and play against some easy competition and score a lot of points, right? And I think that's what this is going to be for New England. I think this is going to be almost like the um, like the anger management game for Kansas City. They're just going to let it all out on the Patriots, and I can see them winning this game like. Like 45 to 10 or something like that. Now, Rasheed Rice, we've talked about all season long, how all that was separating him from being an elite fantasy player was his role in just not being a full-time wide receiver. Well, guess what? Now he is, and he's still earning targets at the same rate that he was when he was not a full-time player. He said nine targets in each of the last three weeks. That cannot be said for very many wide receivers in all fantasy football. So Rasheed Rice is a guy that is on my buy list for this week. And I think that this entire Chiefs offense is going to put up a lot of points against the Patriots. Now, remember earlier, I did mention a few receivers in the quarterback segment that I do like. Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua. I also think you can go with um, Demarcus Robinson from this Rams offense, who saw saw 10 targets after Tutu Atwell got injured in the Ravens game, and um, I don't think Washington's necessarily a team that is super vulnerable to the slot position, but I think that... If you're looking for a pickup off the waiver wire, or you're looking to play somebody cheap in DFS, you could certainly do worse than Demarcus Robinson. And then, if you remember also when I talked about Jordan Love in the quarterback segment, I did mention Jaden Reed as a guy that I really like in DFS. But if you look at a situation where the Packers are almost all out of wide receivers, Malik Heath scored a touchdown last week. He's been used quite a bit recently, as well as Dontayon Wicks. And I think that with Green Bay, you know, looking to be a team that's you know taking a lot of passing attempts this Sunday, those are two guys that I would consider to add off the waiver wire or I would consider to play at a cheap cost in DFS if the top Packers wide receivers do in fact miss this game. Now, I don't really have any wide receivers to sell this week because I mean, I'll be totally honest, like there's not a lot of top wide receivers that are Um, in a position where you're looking to you know start or sit them like there's a lot of ones that are just pretty obvious where you're going to start your studs you're going to sit the guys who aren't that great and there's not a whole lot of guys like even in the mid range that I have super strong opinions about so no wide receivers on the sell list this week so we're going to roll right into the tight end position and I'm going to go a little off the board for my one buy at the tight end position this week and that is going to be Tucker Craft of the Green Bay Packers he is playing a majorly increased role because of the injury to Luke Musgrave and with the injuries to this Packer receiving core he's also seen an expanded target share he's averaging four targets and nine PPR points in his last three games and with this Packers receiver room continuing to be banged up the matchup against Tampa is pretty good for tight ends and so I think that Tucker Craft is a guy that if you are super desperate you can go on him in season long leagues or you can go out and play him as a super cheap value in DFS All right, that does it for week 15, buy or sell. Hopefully I was able to give you guys plenty of information that is going to help you make the right start and sit decisions in season long, build out some winning DFS lineups, and then make the right over-unders in the player props market as well. If you like what you heard here on the podcast, please rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else. Any help in that department is truly appreciated. The more ratings that we get, um, the more this podcast is able to get noticed and the more we're able to grow this community. And I really do appreciate that help from you guys. Now, lastly, you remember from earlier, if you do want more from me, you can follow me on X. You can join the Fantasy Corner Discord. Link is in the description below. Or you can read the full articles on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. All right, that does it for this episode, y'all. So whether you are... Um, in the fantasy playoffs for your season long league, whether you are looking to win some money playing DFS or whether you're sweating out best ball this week or player props this week, hopefully I was able to give you guys some information that's going to help you out. Best of luck to you this week in whatever your game is. Um, you know, when we'd be back week 16 and, you know, hopefully have some good news on my end with how all my teams did in week 15. Um, but best of luck to you guys. Um, want to see everybody out there winning, um, but you know, thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, um, that we are now finally at the end of the episode. So thank you guys for listening and I will see you next time.